You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Welcome into 2021. On today's show, what a holiday week it was, celebrating the new year as the SEC looks pretty good in their bowl games over the weekend. We'll give you our top 10 takeaways from the holiday weekend that was. Also, the SEC is back in the national championship game. Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide will take on Ohio State. We'll let you hear a little bit from Saban and some of the Tide players. And the Heisman Trophy ceremony is tomorrow. Will it be Devontae Smith, Mac Jones? We'll discuss that. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each week. All right, let's get right into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. Snap. Buck looks, throws, it falls incomplete in the middle of the end zone. And that is it. And while their tradition and history are certainly the equivalent tonight, not so much. Bama defeats Notre Dame 31-14 to earn a trip to Miami and a chance to play for national championship number 18. Alabama, as expected, crushed Notre Dame in the college football playoff 31-14. Mac Jones, phenomenal once again, throwing 25 for 30, 300 yards and four touchdowns. Devontae Smith, seven catches, 130 yards, three touchdowns. And Najee Harris, 15 carries, 125 yards. Anything the Bama offense wants to do, it can do with that three-headed monster. Here's Nick Saban really well all year long uh, they've earned the right to be here uh, it's always an honor to say you you know won a playoff game and won a rose bowl uh, which is you know got great tradition uh, and our players are excited about that and they've earned the right now to play in the national championship games the bama defense was lights out too they held notre dame to just seven points for much of this game they did add another score real late for that backdoor cover It was a tough day on Saturday for people who were crying, the SEC is overrated. The SEC is overrated. Yeah, all that happened was the SEC basically ran the table outside of Auburn. We know Florida had that disappointing loss earlier in the week, but I saw A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork tweet out, wait, I thought it was a down year for the SEC. Oh, but then we all realized it was a conference-only schedule. By the way, shout out to what the ACC did who got Two teams in the playoff. They went 0 for 6 in their bowl games, including 0 for 3 in their New Year's Six Bowls. Nick Saban asked about Devontae Smith being deserving of the Heisman Trophy coming out tomorrow night. When our players get recognized, and Smitty has done as much for our team as any player could do for uh, any team. Uh, so, you know, we're so happy that he was recognized as College Football Player of the Year. Uh, I don't get the opportunity to see all players play and really know exactly you know what they've done for their team uh i'd love to see another one of our players win the heisman trophy and smitty has done as much for our team as any other player who did win the heisman trophy and they did great job too so um you know i just don't like to make predictions about things and um i i I love it when our players you know get recognized and it would be a tremendous honor for him uh if that happened 
How about a little bit from Devontae Smith? My performance, I wouldn't be able to do it without my quarterback, the offensive line, running back, just the whole team. The defense getting me prepared for the game today. Just, I wouldn't be able to do none of it without them. And lastly, Mac Jones asked a question about the Heisman Trophy. That's a rat poison question. Um, I mean, we, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we were really focused on this game, which I'm really proud of everybody just locking into this. And we, we've won a lot of games, and a lot of people are going uh, to get awards. Um, so it's just part of the team effort. And then obviously the most important thing is not letting that be a distraction for our next game because the, the next game is the most important game, and that's where we want to be. And we're finally here, and we got to score one more point than the other team. So um, that's kind of our goal. Love that he got a rat poison coming in there. On the flip side, Brian Kelly saying Bama made all the plays. Congratulations, Alabama. They're a fine football team. Um, they made the plays today. Today was about making plays. They made them on the perimeter. Uh, their skill players um, showed up today, and, and as, they, as they have all year, made it difficult for us. Um, we battled. Um, you know, I thought we did some of the things that we wanted to today, um, but we simply didn't make enough plays. Um, we're we're going to continue to battle, uh, continue to recruit, um, and um, continue to uh, put ourselves in this position uh, to uh, to win a national championship. And again, the losing head coach, Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly. The uh, early line on Alabama versus. Ohio State coming up next week in the national championship. Alabama, an eight-point favorite right now at betonline.ag. Number two, Steve Sarkeesian is leaving Alabama. He is heading to be the head football coach at the University of Texas. Sark will remain with the team through the national championship game and call continue to call plays as the offensive coordinator. Here is Sark on wanting to be a head coach again. Do I want to be a head coach again? Um, I, I thought it could happen again, um, but I was just hopeful that the right job would come and uh, definitely felt like this was the one. Sark also given some props to Nick Saban. Coach Saban was, was tremendously supportive. Um, I owe a great deal to Coach Saban. I mean, without his guidance and the opportunity he gave me in Alabama, this would not be possible. And lastly, Jesse Palmer on ESPN talking about the hire at Texas. Like the hire, wherever Steve Sarkeesian's been, Washington, USC, or Bama, he's been able to develop quarterbacks. And I think one of the biggest keys for a program, sustaining success year to year, you got to have good quarterback play. Even after a guy gets drafted, the next guy takes over and you still play well. And we see that at Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Haven't seen it at Texas. A lot of people thought Sark would hang around at Alabama as the incumbent to Nick Saban whenever he decided to retire. But look, when a, there's only about a handful of jobs that would come along if they opened up that you got to take. And for Sark, Steve Sarkeesian, that was the University of Texas. It's a top 10, maybe even top five type job. They got all the money in the world. You got to go jump at that opportunity. And so congrats to Sark on his uh, basically redemption tour after losing the gig at USC many years ago. Now he's got a chance to go prove himself once again as a head coach. Number three, Texas A&M and North Carolina in the Orange Bowl. Gives a chain. Again, Widemeyer with a block. Stumbles, stays on his feet. Still on his feet. Now it's the race for number six down the left sideline. A chain is gone. Six for six. And the Aggies have the lead on the 76-yard touchdown run by Devon A-Chain. 
The Aggies scored 24 fourth-quarter points to beat North Carolina 41-27 and win the Orange Bowl, improving to 9-1 to finish out the season. The Aggies ran the ball very well versus North Carolina. Isaiah Spiller, we expected to get a big workload. He had just 50 yards with two touchdowns before he left the game with an injury. But Devon A-Chain came in there, picked up the slack, 140 yards and two touchdowns himself. And the Aggies ran away with this one late. Quite a resume for Jimbo Fisher in year three at Texas A&M. He goes 9-1 and overall, an eight-game win streak to end the year. It's the first A&M season with less than two losses since 1994. A season-ending win over the number 13 team in the country. Here's Jumbo Fisher. Win the national championship. That's why we came here. That's what A&M is here for. And I know we're not promising anything. But we hey, we went eight and one in the SEC, in the best league in ball and the best division in ball. We know we got work. We know Alabama's in there. We know Auburn. We know LSU. We know Mississippi State, Arkansas, all of them. But we believe we can play with anybody. We're not arrogant, but we're confident in what we got. We're recruiting well, and that's the next step which we got to take. We and. You know, tonight was a big step, learning to play in these big games, big moments, and overcoming what we overcame. It also caps a great year for Kellen Mond, who missed all of just one snap during his final three years as a starter at AM. Some unreal durability for an SEC signal caller. When we return, we are going to discuss all the other bowl games that happened last week, including Georgia with a game-winning field goal to beat Cincinnati. All that and much more coming your way next. Quick minute here for our friends at betonline.ag. I know you guys are ready for some football. The bowl games are over now, but the NFL season, uh, that recap this past weekend, now we got the playoffs coming up this weekend. Tons of games. I don't know if you noticed, the NFL expanded their playoffs, so we get three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and there was only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. They got all the games on there that you want, including the national championship game. If you want to get on that feeling one way or the other, feeling pretty good about Alabama to cover that line, or you want to maybe take Ohio State as a live dog, you can do it all right there at betonline.ag. Look, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N and receive a 50% welcome bonus. With your first deposit, it's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcast. All right, rolling on here before the break, we were running through our top uh, stories from last week in the uh, holiday week that we're calling it across the conference and we jump right back into it with number four, Georgia. Game-winning field goal to beat Cincinnati to win the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. 
Three and a half yard drive near hash, kicking right, snap, hold, kick is away, it's reaching, and it is good, 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 Hot Pod does it, all right, Hot Pod, he got it, he got it, and the dogs have a 22-21 lead with two seconds remaining. 53-yarder. Flags are all over the field because the bench erupted. Everybody went on the field. We've got state patrolmen on the field. We've got managers and trainers and every player from the bench trying to get them back on the sideline and control the order here in the Peach Bowl. It was a big win for Georgia. JT Daniels threw for almost 400 yards on a touchdown, and the Georgia Bulldogs knocked off a really good Cincinnati team holding them to just 300 total yards of offense. George Pickens, he has got to be happy with the breakout of quarterback JT Daniels this season. In the four games without Daniels, Pickens had 140 yards and two touchdowns. With Daniels, 373 yards and four touchdowns. Quite impressive. But pass rusher Aziz Ojolari, he chose not to opt out of the Peach Bowl, plays in the game, ends up the defensive MVP of the Peach Bowl, and tied Georgia's bowl record for most sacks in a game with three, including a sack strip that turned the momentum of the game. Ojolari did officially declare for the draft on Saturday, so he is headed to the NFL. It was good to see safety Richard LeCount get into the game on the last play of the game. Kirby Smart retweeted it, let him get in for a snap as he finished his Georgia career. But expectations should be really high for the dogs heading into next year, as long as JT Daniels is expected back. Todd Munkin is expected back, possibly getting Jordan Davis back on the D-line. George is going to be really good. They deserve a high preseason ranking next year because of what JT Daniels was for them. It just really makes you wonder, man, what could have been for Georgia in 2020 had they had JT Daniels for the full length of the season. I think possibly the Florida and maybe even the Alabama game. I don't know if the outcomes are different. I think they play out a little bit differently in Georgia's offense. No offense to the quarterbacks who were in there, but JT Daniels just on a different level. First and 10 for Tulsa from the 39. They throw it deep, and it's intercepted at the 10-yard line by Mississippi State. Emmanuel Forbes up the right side, 30, 40, 50. Angling Go. left to the Tulsa, 40. He's into the open field, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Emmanuel Forbes. Number five, Mississippi State beats Tulsa in the Armed Forces Bowl 28-26, but the postgame fight is what drew headlines. Real quick on the game, don't want to distract from the fact it was very sloppy. It was raining. Bulldog quarterback Will Rogers threw for just 148 yards. They only rushed for 123, but the Bulldog defense did a good job of limiting the Tulsa offense, forcing turnovers. But minutes after the game ended, the teams became involved in a large brawl on the field with players punching and kicking one another. Tulsa coach Greg Montgomery said that sophomore safety Kendarren Ray was helped off the field after being at the bottom of a dog pile during a scrum, and he was treated for, quote, some sort of concussion. Here was Mike Leach. And this is a football game, so we're not going to be tearing cloth over this deal. I mean, you know, somebody went to a football game and somebody got hit. I mean... You know, there's a point where I'm not going to lose my mind over it, but I, I just don't like that, you know, we're undisciplined. It was a black eye for the SEC uh, following this one, but uh, here's hoping that Mississippi State can turn the page and start fresh next year with Mike Leach, with a lot of new players, and hopefully 
Start with a little classiness heading into 2021 for the Bulldogs. Three straight bowl wins. Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky wins the Gator Bowl over North Carolina State. 23-21, knocking off the 23rd ranked team in the country. Four-win Kentucky uses their dominant defense to beat top 25 NC State 23-21 to win the Gator Bowl. The Kentucky defense stepped up in this one, forcing three interceptions of NC State quarterback Bailey Hockman. They also sacked him three times. The Wildcat run game really thrived. They rushed for over 280 yards, led by A.J. Rose and Chris Rodriguez. We'll see on Chris Rodriguez if he'll be back next year with Kentucky. I have not heard yet on his decision but here was Mark Stoops following the game. Out of our football team. Um, you know, I think there was a few critical plays in there where we had a chance um, to, you know, take it to another level. I wouldn't say put it away, but make us feel a lot better about it. I think the, um, the penalty at the end of the first half, we, we settled for a field goal when we actually threw a nice fade for a touchdown. And, um, you know, got uh, our tight end lined up off the ball. But uh, that's on us. We, we actually should have went right back to... Um, the call that I had to play before with the same formation. So, um, you know, but really proud of our team, proud of our coaches. You know, we're, people don't realize it, but it's a it's a pretty big deal when you're down three of your full-time offensive coaches. Somebody was eating there in the background on Mark Stoops' uh, conference call. But congrats to Kentucky. Congrats to Mark Stoops. I mean, they had dealt with COVID issues all year. And uh, they battled through it. And a good way to go out when they went over a top 25 team to finish off their season. Second snap back to Corral. He takes another knee. Nine seconds. Indiana's not going to use their timeout, and that's it. Ole Miss knocks off nationally ranked Indiana. Lane Kiffin in his first year gets the Rebels to 5-5, five and 26-20, five, the final score here in Tampa, Florida at the Outback Bowl. Number seven, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss surprisingly used their defense to beat 11th ranked Indiana 26-20 to win the Outback Bowl. News came out before this one that Lane and Ole Miss had agreed to terms on a new contract. Keith Carter said the future is bright under Coach Kiffin's leadership and we are committed to him in providing the resources to elevate this program to greater heights. It was really impressive that the Ole Miss defense was able to get stops for once this season. They forced an interception. They held Indiana under 400 yards, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's mighty impressive for what this Ole Miss defense looked like much of the year. Matt Corral, solid as always, threw for 340 yards and two scores. John Rice Plumley actually got involved in the receiving game with five catches for 73 yards. And year one of Lane finishes as he goes 4-1 in his final five games, a bowl win over the number 11 team in the country, and a number one ranking nationally in terms of total offense. Here's Lane. Awesome day you know, for us to come down here. Obviously, out a lot of players, you know, starter on defense with Kia and then uh, I guess four, almost four productive players in the receiving game on offense. Got to come away with the win versus the top 10, 11 team in the country. Uh, it was really awesome. Credit to our players. And, you know, we said, look around the country. There's teams that are stepping up with players out. There's teams that are making excuses, you know, about they don't have players. And so I wanted to be that team that stepped up. So it was awesome to see. And really cool for our guys. Seniors have been here four or five years, hadn't been a bowl game. Really special. When we return on Locked on SEC, we'll discuss some of the big names that are returning to the SEC in 2021. Stay there.
Quick minute here for our friends at Built Bar. Look, we tell you all the time, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I know it's the new year. I know a lot of you are going out and getting gym memberships and going, I'm going to get myself in shape for 2021. Yeah, but you're still going to make some of those bad health eating decisions, eating potato chips and candy and whatever other junk food you can find. Might I recommend our friends at Built Bar? Go check them out right now, BuiltBar.com. Their improved Built Bar is even delicious-er. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones. Tell you all the time, cookies and cream is my favorite. It is great for the health-conscious person or if you're just looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Uh, Built Bars are low-calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. The cookies and cream that I go for, 17 grams of protein in there, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and net carbs. Check them out right now, BuiltBar.com. I guarantee you'll find something you like. Try a new flavor or go with a variety pack where you can choose from uh, multiple different flavors and find one that you really like. And when you find that, and before you check out on their website, make sure you put in the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Later this week on Locked On SEC, we're going to take a look at the quarterback picture across the SEC heading into the offseason. We'll break it down for all 14 schools. That's coming up later this week on Locked On SEC, and it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of turn the page and look ahead. We don't want to say goodbye to this season just yet while Alabama is still playing for a national championship and the SEC uh, has some pride on the line, but uh, we will look ahead very soon and, and turn the page. Let's get back to our top 10 takeaways from the weekend. We go to number eight, Auburn joined Florida as the only other SEC team to lose its bowl game. They lost over the weekend to Northwestern 35-19, to just a really bad game defensively for Auburn. And look, that was expected with all the defensive starters they were missing. On offense, Bo Nix was very average in this one, but the big fact that Auburn just could not run the ball at all. Not having Tank Bigsby hurt him. Sean Shivers had just 15 yards rushing. DJ Williams had just 16 yards rushing. And Northwestern, they put up over 450 yards of offense on that Kevin Steele defense. And we found out Saturday that Kevin Steele will not be retained by new head coach Brian Harson. So someone will be looking to hire Kevin Steele. He will not be unemployed very long. Also find out over the weekend, Auburn wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. He announced he is entering the NFL draft. He is currently viewed as a second or third round pick, according to some scouts. So we'll see how he does at the Combine or his Pro Day, see if he can improve his draft stock. Number nine, some big names coming back next year to the SEC. Look, this isn't everybody, and we couldn't even squeeze in every school here, but just some names I saw stand out over the weekend of guys announcing that they are returning for another year. Tennessee is getting back offensive lineman Cade Mays. That is huge. A lot of people figured he would transfer from Georgia, go to Tennessee for a year and hit the pros. Big part of the Tennessee offensive line coming back in in Cade Mays. For Florida, they're getting their D-lineman Zachary Carter back. A lot of people thought he was a shoe in the head to the NFL draft this offseason and go get drafted high. Zachary Carter will be back for the Gators. LSU, ton of guys coming back. 
Offensive lineman Liam Shanahan, Ed Ingram, and Chasen Hines are all coming back, as well as their leading edge rushers, Andre Anthony and Ali Gay, as well as D-lineman Neil Farrell. That's big for the LSU Tigers. Kentucky, they're getting back inside linebacker DeAndre Square, DB Devontae Robinson, and defensive end Josh Pascal, as well as their wide receiver Josh Ali. All big ones there for Kentucky. Arkansas, they're getting back defensive end Dorian Gerald, tight end Blake Curran, wide receiver Devian Warren, and their O-lineman Myron Cunningham and Ty Clary, as well as their stud all-SEC linebacker Grant Morgan. Mizzou's D-lineman Akeel Byers will be back, and AM defensive lineman Jaden Peavy announced he is coming back. Again, that's not everybody. We'll try to get a full running list by the end of the week of all the big names, but, man, those are some big names for teams that, you know, guys that were maybe on the bubble or not expected to come back, all coming back for another year with the NCAA saying, hey, it was a COVID year. You can write it off, do what you want with it, come back for another year of college football. And so congrats to all those guys. And it's going to make the SEC even more loaded next year with a lot of big names returning. All right, our number 10. Look, I couldn't just pick one more 10th takeaway from the weekend. So I just call this tidbits from across the conference. I'm just going to run through a lot of tidbits that we have from other announcements and takeaways from the weekend. All right, first, could Dan Mullen be headed to the NFL? Several reports say he has thrown his name into the hat for a potential NFL job. Nothing is imminent, but interesting he's willing to move to the next level. And while no change has been announced yet on whether defensive coordinator Todd Grantham will be back, Florida is moving on from safeties coach Ron English and cornerbacks coach Torian Gray. They were both removed from the Florida website over the weekend. Not always a good sign. And Swamp 24-7 actually reported that Grantham is expected back next year as D.C. at Florida. I'm sure a lot of Gator fans not happy to hear that, but we'll wait to hear an official word from Florida on Todd Grantham and if he'll be back at Florida. Over to LSU, their freshman and five-star tight end Eric Gilbert officially announced he is entering the transfer portal and on his way out. A lot of people think he could end up transferring to either Georgia or Tennessee. We'll keep an eye to see where he ends up. I don't think he has an excuse to become immediately eligible, so if he does transfer, he will likely have to sit out a year before he can play. LSU also, uh, their linebacker Jabril Cox declared yesterday for the draft, as well as their 30-year-old punter, Zach Von Rosenberg. Both those guys heading to the NFL. Another LSU note, their search for their next defensive coordinator continues. Another interesting name in the mix, Arkansas defensive coordinator, coordinator Barry Odom. Apparently he is a name that LSU likes as well as Cincinnati DC Marcus Freeman. They will interview him this week. Wisconsin defense coordinator Jim Leonard. Over at Vanderbilt, they are reportedly adding 24-7 sports director of scouting Barton Simmons to their staff. New head coach Clark Lee was a former high school teammate of Simmons and he would carry the, uh, if Simmons is hired, he will carry the title of general manager for the Vandy football program. He would effectively be a director of player personnel role. Simmons would certainly bring a unique perspective to Vanderbilt recruiting. Should hit the ground running. I mean, hey, who do we hire to get good at recruiting? How about the guy who's been covering recruiting for the past 20 years? Be a big get for Vandy with Barton Simmons. Reports out of South Carolina that that they have hired Arkansas wide receivers coach Justin Stepp as their wide receivers coach, so lateral move from an Arkansas to a South Carolina, one SEC school to another. 
And speaking of South Carolina, their quarterback Ryan Holinsky has entered the transfer portal, as well as Arkansas defensive end Miles Mason, AM backup running back Connor Blumrick. Look, we'll just have to keep a running list of SEC players entering the transfer portal. There's going to be a lot of them in the coming weeks. Uh, Arkansas D lineman Jonathan Marshall, he announced he's going pro officially. Uh, good news for on the Tennessee front, four-star outside linebacker Dylan Brooks officially signed with Tennessee. That's good news after DeAndre Johnson entered the transfer portal last week, and news came out he is heading to Miami. And lastly, a quick basketball note. Arkansas basketball player Justin Smith will miss three to six weeks after undergoing ankle surgery over the weekend, so a little bit of a loss for him. We'll get into some more SEC hoops talk throughout this week. Lastly, the uh, Heisman Trophy ceremony is tomorrow night. A lot of odds makers, including those at betonline.ag, currently have Devontae Smith listed as the favorite. So if you want some good... uh, you want some good odds on Mac Jones? You can go get them right now at, now at uh, betonline.ag. Go check them out. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. Be back throughout this week. Again, don't want to miss it. We'll take an early look at the quarterback spot at all 14 schools heading into 2021. Also get into some SEC hoops throughout the week as well. And continue to get you set for Alabama versus Ohio State in the college football playoff national championship game. I'm Chris Gordy. Appreciate you guys for subscribing to Locked On SEC. Talk to you this week.